Hello and welcome to Stories from Eorzea, a podcast that is no longer just stories and no longer just from Eorzea, but it is from Final Fantasy this time, because this is the first episode in a new series I've decided to call Final Reflections, which is a misnomer because I imagine I'm going to reflect on a lot of things. Uh, but presumably there will be a last thing that I reflect on eventually, and that will be my final reflection. Uh, this is a series where I'm going to take some things I have experienced during the Final Fantasy VII playthrough I'm going through and review those things on a five-star rating system. Uh, these are things that... Uh, may happen in-game, or may just be something I experienced while playing the game. Uh, just whatever catches my fancy and I decide I want to review. And the reason I've done this is that I have started the Final Fantasy VII... Uh, boy, I lost all my words. The Final Fantasy VII Material Lockdown, that's the words I'm looking for, uh, the Material Lockdown Challenge, and it is a fundraiser. I'm actually uh, bringing up the website now because I want to give it a plug. Material Lockdown. So the website is materiallockdown.com. Uh, this is put together by uh, someone who also does, um, they do a podcast called RPG Golden Years. Uh, it's a little bit of a review podcast. It's a little bit of a uh, let's play podcast. Um, but the person who is running it goes by Matunica online and unfortunately, their mother recently uh, passed away due to motor neuron disease, uh, which um, is sad, obviously. Uh, but he has sponsored this Final Fantasy Challenge as a charity event, and all the money he makes is going to the MNDA. Uh, and that is a national charity in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland dedicated to improve care and support for people affected by MND. Again, that's motor neuron disease. Um, they're looking to fund and promote research and campaign and raise awareness so the needs of people with MND are addressed by society. Uh, so... If you get a chance, I highly recommend going over there and checking it out. Um, and uh, outside of that, the uh, Lock It Down Challenge for Final Fantasy just looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so I had originally thought maybe I'd record myself playing and do a Let's Play of this. But one of my favorite podcasts, which is no one can know about this, is a Final Fantasy podcast where they record themselves playing the game and every moment of the game. So they record themselves eating, uh, driving, whatever. Um, 
and their podcast is amazing. It's funny, and it's edited really well, and it's one of my favorite things on the planet. Um, so I didn't want to just record myself playing this game. That felt, um, they're doing Final Fantasy VII right now, so that felt a little bit like stepping on their toes, maybe, um, copying them, maybe, uh, but, uh, mostly it feels like it's something that I cannot do as well as they will do, but something I can do is write and share my thoughts about things. And so I thought this would be a fun format to go with. Uh, before I start, I do want to send a shout out to another podcast, which is John Green's podcast called The Anthropocene Review. Uh, I'll put a link to the to that in this description uh, because uh, I can imagine it's difficult to spell. But in his podcast, he reviews things from real life, and his reviews are always heartfelt and touching. Um, as I listened to him this weekend, while staring at the darkness behind my eyes, unable to sleep at, you know, three o'clock in the morning or so, I was listening to him, and he was talking about a song that he's liked since he was, you know, a teenager, and he talked about how that favorite song uh, was there for him at the highs of his life and at the lows of his life and talked about it specifically. And I was uh, moved to tears. I was crying in bed, cuddling my pillows close to my face because uh, of the emotion that his stories were evoking. Uh, his words are both haunting and hopeful, and I can't recommend his podcast enough. Um, if anything, I am attempting to do a pale copy of what he can do with these reviews. Uh, so let's go ahead and just jump right into this. Uh, today I'm going to review Limit Breaks from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so I first played Final Fantasy VII when I was in middle school. I was 12 years old when the game came out, and I thought I would never get a chance to play it. But everyone I knew was talking about it. It was what people talked about at the lunch tables. It was what people talked about at recess. Um, all of my friends were playing it, and... Uh, it was just part of the zeitgeist of my social group, uh, but I didn't ever think I'd get a chance to play it. Um, I remember spending an afternoon at my next door neighbor's house, uh, watching, uh, my neighbor Lara play this game, and it was the first time I'd actually seen the game played. Uh, she was like four years older than me, and I think we were probably being babysat at her house, which is the only reason she, you know, it's not like I hung out with her. It was only this afternoon that I was over there, but I was watching her play it on her PlayStation for the first time, and I was staggered. The graphics blew my mind away. 
the combat system was unlike anything I had ever seen before. Uh, before seeing Final Fantasy VII, my entire experience consisted of side-scrolling games on the Sega Genesis, like Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and, you know, I'd also played some Super Mario on, uh, like, my friend's uh, Super Nintendo systems, but I didn't have a PlayStation, and I didn't ever hope to have a PlayStation, um... So I had never seen a game like Final Fantasy VII, and it was so amazing to watch. I remember watching her input commands that would send Cloud and his friends racing forward across the screen with uh, swords and claws, and it was love at first sight. And honestly, it's a love that has never gone away. Limit Breaks are a core part of the Final Fantasy VII battle system. Uh, like most JRPGs of the time, you control a set of characters that are usually on the right-hand side of the screen, and they fight monsters and bosses and dragons and uh, enemies and things like that that are usually on the left-hand side of the screen. And when it's your turn, a menu comes up and it has options like attack and use item and magic. But in Final Fantasy VII, as your characters take more and more damage throughout a fight, there is an invisible meter that is slowly filling up. Uh, and when it hits full, the attack option is replaced by a rainbow-colored font that in capital letters reads LIMIT, and just by looking at the words, you know that when you select that option, it's going to be special. When you do input the command, you see a flare of energy that surges around your character, and they unleash a super attack. Uh, Cloud might jump forward with his sword, slashing into a monster over and over again. Uh, Barrett raises his gun, uh, his gun arm, and blasts out balls of elemental energy. Uh, limit breaks are fun to use, and they added a new depth to combat that previous Final Fantasy games didn't have. Um, at the time, I didn't know that. I hadn't played uh, previous Final Fantasy games yet, but um, this was sort of the first time a system like this had been put in place for Final Fantasy. Uh, but for me, Limit Breaks are way more than just a special attack in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I was playing Final Fantasy at a very formative time in my life. It came out when I was 12 years old. So this is a time where I was reaching out for who I was going to be. A time when I was imagining who that person would look like, and a time when I was taking those imaginings and wrapping those identities around me like a blanket. I was a reader. I'd always read a lot of books, but that had never been a thing I really thought about before. But now I was taking pride in how much I read. It was a core part of my identity, of who I was. I was Wiccan. I developed a relationship with uh, Divinity that was both deep and meaningful, 
And when you live in such a deep spiritual place, everything around you seems like magic. Uh, coincidence is not merely coincidence. It's the hand of the divine helping to shape your life. Um, and I was raised Mormon, so being Wiccan was a departure so divergent from uh, the religion I was raised in that my parents had a very hard time accepting my choice. Uh, but I don't believe I was ever Wiccan to be rebellious. Um, I was Wiccan because my faith and my philosophy was deeply shaped by my developing relationship and understanding of a loving goddess that was a part of everything. Um, I am not really religious anymore, and sometimes I deeply, deeply miss uh, this feeling of relationship with something greater than myself. Um, but it was during this time that I discovered another core part of my identity, and it's a part that has shaped my life as much as anything else has. I was a role player, uh, and more specifically, I was a dungeon master and a storyteller. There is almost nothing in the world I love more than sitting at the head of a table and shaping a world for other people to play in. I love the ability to craft stories with other people, not for them, but to let them craft their character stories in a world and a setting, a stage, if you will, where they can tell their own stories. It's a place where people can pretend to be elven warlocks and halfling barbarians, uh, heroes fighting against the darkness. Uh, and that's exciting. But for me, it's not just about that excitement. Uh, being a dungeon master is a deep expression of both creativity and spontaneity, but it's also a place where I think I can bring light to people's lives. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons has seen me through the happiest times in my life, but it's also been there when I've been at my lowest. Um, there have been times in my life where I was playing Dungeons and Dragons every single evening because I could not bear to look at my own life and D&D &D could provide me an escape that was social and left me still interacting with people so I wasn't completely closing off and let me be in a place where I was still creating something. And that act of creation um, is sometimes like a way to fight against um, against voices that tell you you aren't good enough, that tell you you're worthless and that nobody would miss you if you weren't around anymore. Um, and Dungeons and Dragons was an escape for me. 
uh, during those dark times. And I like to think that if I am creating a place where other people can escape to, that I can add light to their lives and maybe help them through times when they feel like no one would miss them if they were gone. Uh, I'm sure you're all wondering what this has to do with limit breaks at this point. Uh, but I mentioned that I'm a dungeon master. That's what I like about role-playing. And part of that is that I love to tinker with rules and sprinkle in new systems that I have created for my mind. And one of the things that I have come back to over and over and over again is the limit break system. I love adding limit breaks to role-playing sessions, and not just because it gives a player a cool new ability. Uh, Alright, well, no, that is why I like limit breaks. But it isn't just a combat thing, it's a flavor thing. When you sit down with a player across the table and you look at them and say, okay, once in a while, your character is going to get the chance to have a super powerful attack. What does that attack look like? Why does that attack look the way it does? And when you ask these questions and your players have to start coming up with answers for them... Um, it helps to explore a part of who that character is. Limit breaks are a way to wrap your mind around a character's concept while also giving them something fun and neat to use in the game itself. Um, and I think it's probably because I was playing Final Fantasy VII at the same time I was learning about Dungeons & Dragons that I go back to them over and over again. I've been tinkering with limit breaks and systems like them for over 20 years, and I don't imagine that I am going to stop anytime soon. I give limit breaks three and a half stars.